Hey, it's the Good Advice Show. We're tuning in to another episode on this beautiful day. I don't know what day it is for you as you're tuning in to this episode. Maybe you're listening live. Maybe you're tuning in, checking out the latest episode, or maybe you're digging back and this is an episode from, who knows, months, maybe even a year ago. All that to say, whenever and wherever you are, I want to welcome you to the show today. And I want to tell you thank you for tuning into the podcast. Thank you for listening and getting some good advice today. We got a quick episode today. We got something that is really top of mind for me, something that I want to share that I think, I don't think anyone's going to disagree with, but I do think it's challenging to live out on a day-to-day basis. And that is living a life of integrity. A little bit of a deeper conversation today, but if you can really dig into this, it will transform every facet of your life. All that and more on the show today. But first, you know what we're doing. A quick word from one of our sponsors. Coming at you right now. Hey, have you been thinking about your health insurance plan for this next year? Maybe you just jumped to the world of entrepreneurship and you're thinking, geez, is it possible to have a good insurance plan if I'm no longer working for a business? Maybe you're even running a business and you're thinking about what does it look like to have an affordable group plan for your employees? Well, I want to tell you about Optimum Health Insurance. This is a customized health care plan for you and your family. And since 2018, they've been helping people get awesome, affordable health care coverage for really nothing at all. It's easy, it's hassle-free, and frankly, they're different from the big insurance companies that you might talk to. And crazy enough, you might even be paying less than what you've paid at a previous job when you were on some company health insurance plan. If you want to find out more and save money on your health insurance, you absolutely need to go check out OptimumHealthInsurancePlan.com. That's OptimumHealthInsurancePlan.com. That's today's sponsor. Enjoy this episode. So I've been thinking a lot about what does it really mean to be a person of integrity and, and kind of how this came up. Um, it actually didn't really hinge on this, but there's been a handful of different interactions over the last several weeks. Uh, most notably, I had someone who I paid some money to who I wouldn't say like scammed me, but they they did a bad job. So I paid some money to someone. Uh, they left out some key details that they were dishonest about, um, some things that they didn't share honestly in the service that they were offering. And I sort of put it together after the fact. And after I put it together, I said, hey, I want my money back. Um, These these are some pretty big details you left out. Uh, So yeah, I want my money back, which I felt very much justified in. And it's actually very rare that I've ever done this, only because I know that many times there's just, sometimes there's just pain and awkwardness in, in business in that signals get crossed. You know, what you thought you were buying isn't quite what you got. And it's not necessarily anyone's fault. It's just, it just is what it is. But in this situation, I really felt like there was some dishonesty in place, some dishonest practices in place. And so I felt comfortable saying, Hey, I, I do want my money back. I think I'd like a refund. Well, this person responded uh, saying no, (laughs) of course, this person responded saying no, but on top of that, they said, I do, you know, my integrity, my honor is so core to who I am. I would never 
do anything wrong in this way. Like you can trust that I'm being whole and honest in this. Um, so I'm shocked you would imply otherwise. Well, so then I laid out kind of the laundry list. I was like, well, if that's true, then how come all of these things happen? And I, and I know this is also kind of weird to talk about like in vagueness. It's only because it's so recent that um, I'm still a bit uh, thinking twice about how I want to talk about it, I guess. Uh, so in the future, I'm sure I'll be a lot more forthcoming, but it's still recent and raw, I guess. <laughs> But uh, this this person said this thing, and then I laid out the laundry list of like, well, then how come all these things happened? You know, like what what's the deal? And I was sharing this story with a couple of friends of mine, and one friend, not meaning it like in a cynical way, but he said, you know, Blake, I've just noticed that people who do slimy business will always try to make you uh, not feel bad but they'll always default back to, no, I'm so honest. I have so much integrity. Like, how could you even accuse me of this? Um, I even had a guy, I remember when I worked at Chewy's, when I worked at Chewy's, there was, uh, this was years ago, by the way. Um, and by the way, this is not, <laughs> this is not to apply anything about Chewy's, by the way. I loved working at Chewy's. I think it's an amazing restaurant. Um, and there's some things they do really well that it's totally outside the topic of conversation for today. But I was new to Chewy's. I was a new server. I had never been a server before. And we got into this conversation with another server where we were talking about what do you do when the customer forgets to write the tip in on the receipt. And so you guys have been in the situation before you get your receipt brought to you, you write in the tip, which by the way, my wife and I have noticed that every place we go to now has the tip option. They have like that. It's like, you know, the digital keypad thing. Like how much do you want to add for tip? Uh, or they have the receipt where you have to write it in on This is like for like drive through. I, I was literally in a drive through yesterday with my wife and we were given the digital thing asking for asking for the tip. And we were literally just, it was a drive through to get a sandwich. And I thought, what is going on? And and by the way, I don't have an issue with tipping people. I tip very well. It's important to me, especially having been a server. But now that I now that I said I don't want to get off track, just so I can get off track, if you're a business owner and you're relying on your customers to pay the wages of your employees, you have it backwards. Like you have it deeply backwards and your philosophy of business is deeply flawed because I think the reason this is becoming so prevalent is because business owners who have the obligation to do right by their employees are instead shifting that responsibility to their customers. It's on the customer now to treat the employee well and to take care of the employee's financial well-being, uh, or at least that is what it seems like business owners are doing. If that's you, you're doing it wrong, you have the wrong perspective, and you are, frankly, on this topic of integrity and character, um, I, I think you should self-evaluate. So having said that, it's, it's rare, by the way, that I am so direct about how I, I you know, I, I try not to, um, you know, be too spicy. Uh, so it is rare that I get that direct. So you can know that I'm passionate about this, and I really feel like it is it is the right thing to do to take care of your employees. So having said that, totally besides the point. Uh, back to my time at Chewy's. 
So we were talking about what do you do when a customer doesn't write the tip? Like they sign it and maybe they just forgot. Like they sign the receipt, they leave, you get you get back to the table to clean it up, and then you realize, oh no, they forgot to write in the tip. What do you do? Well, what I was thinking was, well, you're just out. Like that's just a that's just a bummer. And you know, in talking to another server about this who had been much more seasoned, he had worked at this place for a few years or had been a server actually for several years. I don't know if he had actually been at Chewy's for long. In fact, he wasn't there much longer after I got there. Well, I was like, well, what do you, what do you do? What he told me was he said, well, you know, I, it's probably, they didn't probably didn't mean to not leave you a tip. So I always write in like 10 to 15% based on what I think they would tip me. And so I get this advice from him. And so I'm like, okay, so if the bill's 50 bucks and they didn't write a tip, you just write in $5 and add it to the bill. Uh, and he's like, yeah, that's usually what I do. And I'm like, well, what if they didn't want to leave you a tip? He's like, well, it's, I mean, I, it's rare that anyone's never wanted to leave me a tip. Um, usually they just forgot. And I'm like, yeah, but, but what if they, <laughs> like, I mean, you're kind of assuming they wanted to, like, what if they didn't? And he's like, yeah, well, typically what I do is if, if the person was to ever, and it's interesting how we had this so worked out by the way, which to me makes me think that this actually happened, but he said, you know, typically what I do is if a customer was to come back to me and say, hey, you added $5, like you tried to steal from me, like what's up with this? You know, what I typically do is I just say like, uh, well, no, I, I I, didn't do that. That's what the receipt said. Like that's what you wrote in. And if the customer like presses me on it, I say, hey, do you, I mean, do you really think I would sacrifice my job and like my, my stability, like earning a wage? Like, do you think I would do all of that over a couple of bucks? Like, are you suggesting I would do that over a couple of bucks, which is frankly, in, in a disturbing way, very brilliant. Um, I don't know what this is called by the way, in terms of like, um, like what are those like debate phrases called like the, like straw man arguments, like one example, but I, I can't remember what this whole like category is called. And I don't know what this is by the way, but it's, it is genius, extremely devious, but genius, but basically convincing the customer like, yeah, why would I do something so wrong over a few dollars? The irony being this person would do this over a few dollars, but the way they presented it or we're going to present it to the customer was like, well, how could you imply that I would ever do this? What do you mean? Of course I wouldn't do this. Well, this all brings you back to this situation that I ran into where the person was like, you know, my honor is number one. My integrity is number one. Like, I, how can you imply? And then I, you know, gave the laundry list. Well, if that's true, then how come all these things happened? So what's the disconnect here? Why do people think, and, and, and by the way, I'm not even so much implying this person is like, um, <laughs> evil or like willingly acting in a, like a nefarious way. I think that there are people out there who are purposely trying to take advantage of others. They're malicious, you know, what have you. I think there is a much wider band of people who are doing dishonest things, but are ignorant to how dishonest those things are in their mind. It is, it makes sense. The ends justify the means. Uh, their conscience is a bit muddied on this topic. Uh, and maybe they genuinely don't know. Like, I can't think of a specific example, but I'm sure there's been a time in my life where I did the wrong thing and I didn't realize that something was dishonest. Like I didn't realize like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that that was, you know, um, 
uh, I'm trying to think of like a really easy example. Um, it, it would be like, it would be like if you took, I don't know, supplies from, I'm thinking about back when I was like a school teacher, if I took like supplies from the, from my classroom, which is, this is such a non-example because I bought all my supplies, <laughs> nothing was provided to me, but let's say like the school provided it and you know, I took it home and used it for myself, uh, something so tiny and small. And then the school was to say like, Hey, did you know, like th that's for school? Like you're, you're actually stealing from us. I mean, I would be horrified. I'd be like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't even think of it that way. I'm, I'm so sorry for that. Uh, not a really a great example again, cause I had to buy all my supplies, but all this to say, I think there are people out there who do the wrong thing and just, and genuinely just don't realize it like, Oh, I, I didn't know. I'm so sorry. But I've been thinking about what's the disconnect, you know? Cause like for me, I, I have like an honest, um, challenge with myself challenges on the right word. Like I really struggle with at the end of the day, I think about my day and I think, where did I, where did I, where did I mess up? Like, where was I not whole in terms of the values that I have? Like, where did I not stick to those values? And it's frankly, not hard to see those things. And, you know, <laughs> I don't think that I'm like over here stealing from people. Cause I think this is the part of the disconnect is as long as we aren't doing the big wrong things, I didn't steal from someone. I didn't cheat someone. I didn't cheat on my wife. I didn't rob someone. I didn't murder someone. We're like, we're good. But really, like when we start to talk about something like character, and I'm surprised for how meaningful character is for how little attention it gets, like in the larger social space. It's not a very sexy topic, honestly. But when you start to think about your character, the kind of person you are, what kind of person are you? Do you do the right thing? because it's the right thing, even when it's not financially profitable for you, it doesn't benefit you. Like I used to teach this class at the U of A when I was a, an adjunct professor and it was like this integrity, um, uh, I can't think of the phrasing, uh, not moral values, um, ethics. It was like an ethics class. So we were talking about like, why do you do the right thing? And I would most often get an answer that would be something like, well, you do the right thing because, you know, you do enough right things and eventually kind of like karma, it's all going to come back to you. And my favorite answer was, what if it doesn't come back to you? Like, what if nice guys truly do finish last? What if doing the right thing actually hurts you? I think about when I lived in Houston, I was so behind on my vehicle registration like, I mean, it, it was bad. It was like two years. <laughs> it was really bad because back then you couldn't do it online and you had to go in person and I had to take a whole day off of school to get it done. Cause it would take like four hours and it was just such a pain. And then my school would get, you know, they'd get pissed off cause I wasn't at school and you know, so I just kept delaying it, delaying it, delaying it. Well, I remember going and the person at the desk after waiting all day, this person was like, um, you know, the total is this much. And I just need confirmation that you haven't been driving it. Well, what is, what do most people do? Most people probably say, uh, yeah, no, I didn't drive it. You know, and they say, okay, great. Here you go. And this person probably wouldn't even care. I mean, this, this is an hourly employee. I doubt that they're like the last moral bastion of the, 
<laughs> the DMV. I, I doubt they would care anyway whatsoever. But I said, well, um, yeah, I, I have been driving it. And the person was like, sir, I just want to confirm you're saying you have been driving your vehicle with the expired registration. And I was like, yes, yes, I've been driving it. And it was like, okay, well, unfortunately, there's going to be a fee for that. And it was like an additional $70, uh, which is like not really a big deal, I guess. But at the time, it felt like a lot. Well, there was no benefit. There was no, there was no physical benefit to me doing the right thing. There was no benefit. In fact, I got punished for doing the right thing. Actually, I guess, I guess really, if you think about it long-term, it was a consequence of me doing the wrong thing, which was driving my car illegally. <laughs> but I also think about, you know, oh, here's actually a great example of like an honest mistake. I remember back when I moved back from Houston to Arkansas, Houston doesn't have state income tax. And I just assumed I moved back like in an October or like November. And I just assumed like you didn't have to start paying state income tax until like the next calendar year. So when I reported my taxes, I, I didn't pay any state income tax to Arkansas for those last two months, which I should have paid for those last two months of collecting a salary, my state income tax to, to Arkansas. Well, I get this letter in the mail that's like three years later. That's like, hey, we're looking back. Um, we see that you didn't pay state income tax on these two months that you were in Arkansas, and we need confirmation that you were still living in Texas uh, and that this was like a mistake or a miscommunication or something. And I was like, well, um, no, I didn't actually know. <laughs> and I was living in Arkansas. And the pain point about this, by the way, was the back taxes or whatever you call it was a couple hundred dollars. The fees penalty, the penalties and interest on it was something insane, like hundreds of dollars, like something I could never afford. I mean, it was insane, but I knew it was the right thing to do. And so I said, yeah, unfortunately I messed up. I didn't know that that's how it worked. Sorry, <laughs> stupid young kid, I guess. And I, I embraced it. I just said, yeah, this is the right thing to do. Now, the good thing about that story is I got a total saint with the uh, state IRS who was like, hey, you know what? Just pay the principal amount and we're going to waive the rest. Don't know why this happened or, you know, how it all worked out this way. But in that case, it did work out, worked out. It, it did work out, excuse me, but it doesn't always work out. And I think that is where your metal is tested. I think we do the right thing because it is the right thing to do. And like me as like a Christian, I'm a Christian person, like my faith's important to me. Like, I do think there is this element of like, when you die, you have to sort of like face and give it a, give an account of like all the things you did. But that's even less for me. Like for me, it's not about like an acc accolade in heaven. <laughs> I had a guy, by the way, one time when I was young who we were taught, he was like a youth, it wasn't a youth pastor, but it was someone like at my church, the youth group or whatever, this person who was like, yeah, I mean, you do the right thing because that involves like the size of house you get in heaven, which is so like Americanized, right? It's like <laughs> you do good work, you get a mansion in heaven. And I remember hearing that at the time being like, I just don't care. Like this stuff's so stupid to me. I, I just don't care. Like to me, it's you do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. And that, that is just core to my DNA. That ma that makes me sound very purist and like amazing. And I have to tell you, I'm not, um, I am a person of, um, weakness and, you know, in the Christian sense, sinfulness, and I make mistakes often. 
I lose my temper and I am rude. I'm self-serving. I'm self like, I can't enforce enough how not great I am as a person. And yet every night I pray for my kids and I say the same prayer every night. And I say, God, please show them the value of being a person of character, the value of living a life of integrity. You know, please help me be an example for them as to why these things matter. And I pray this every single night as I'm holding my kids, as they're falling asleep, because I think this is a core principle in life. And I know it's something that I'm going to be tested on constantly. I'm going to be tested on it in the future. I know it's something I have to walk out daily with awareness of my own weakness. And if I do a good job, if I stick with it, hopefully my kids will live that out as well. I think that's, that's part of the value of life is it's not about stepping on others or getting ahead or what have you. It's digging into the fullness that comes when your conscience is clean and your conscience is clear. When you are a whole person, I think there's a sweetness to life in that. I don't know. I've been thinking a lot about this. (laughs) Is that too deep? I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. I hope everybody was listening, man. I, I just want to challenge you. Be a person of integrity. Even when it's not sexy, even when it pains you, even when it costs you, it's worth it. It's worth it. Hey, that's today's episode. I appreciate you guys listening today. We'll be back next week with some more good advice. I wish you all well this weekend. Have a great day and we'll see you later. Don't forget, if you want to support the podcast, you can check out our Patreon. It's at patreon.com slash good advice. And if you're an amazing business and you want me to talk about your amazing business, you got to email me, Blake at goodadvicecoaching.com. We'd love to chat about some advertising opportunities on the podcast. Appreciate you guys. Much love. I'll catch you later. See ya.